Hi everyone. Hey there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Yeah. <laughs> what? Nothing. You just stared at me. I don't know. It seemed like you were going to add something. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Usually, well, when we first started we would say the episode number, but then you said you didn't oh want to gosh. do that. Are we talking about this still? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I feel like that... You're listening to Halfway Saints ends it just fine. Yeah, but then people don't know, like, what number is it? Oh, man, because they didn't see that when they clicked download. Whatever. It's 49, <laughs> by the way. It is. We're almost at 50. Yeah, next time we'll be... Then we can go into syndication. That's when they play reruns? Yeah, but I think it's like you have to have 100 episodes or something before you um, go into syndication. Well, shucks. 50 more. <laughs> 50 more. But it's still, those are... Those are TV shows and not podcast episodes. <laughs> I barely even know what syndication means. It's when it's like the reruns on, it is reruns. on TBS. Okay. Is TBS still a thing? Yeah. We haven't had cable in like six years, so. Five years. It's longer than that. Because I, I didn't have it in, in college. I yes, I did. Yeah, I, did. I haven't had it in a six long time. Years. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> we're so boring. Why well, do you listen to us? <laughs> oh, and sorry, my voice is a little Holly uh, sounds groggy. Like like a frog robot. Like if someone tried to make a robot and then that robot got a throat sore. A throat sore. Got a sore throat. That's what Hollywood sound like. But um, I've had a sore or no voice since last Saturday. Yeah. That is too long. Well, yeah. Daniel had to long. take off of work on Monday because I literally couldn't talk to Jack all day. Yeah. And I was sick as well. Was, Holly yeah. got me sick. She was really considerate. Yeah, you know. She would cough into all the glasses I was about to drink out of. It's terrible. <laughs> but no, so I'm sorry that my voice sounds like this. It's, it's okay. Actually, I replaced Holly. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got someone new in here. Uh, I was just gonna she, make up a name for myself, and you know what I chose? What I was gonna say? What were you gonna say? I'm Danielle. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually me doing both voices. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, You're silly. Um, but this weekend was my birthday. It was. And last week was Mother's Day, so Holly got mm-hmm. a double double whammy. I was pretty bummed today because I'm not going to feel special again until Christmas. She acts like she's joking, but she's really <laughs> but not. But I really was sad. <laughs> well, because I get it all, like, bunched into one um, little time. You, I make you feel special all year round. That's it's, what you're supposed to say. That it's is, like every day I mean, is my hey, birthday. No, really, it is. Because, <laughs> no, whenever you were asking, like, what do you want me to do for, for you for Mother's Day? I was like, oh, it would just be really great if I didn't have to worry about anything. Like, if you did the dishes and um, took care of the kids and, like, made me feel really relaxed. And you already do, like, all those things. Sorry. So I had to, like, really stretch myself to think about what, what to what do. What do you get for the person who has everything? You can't. You just can't. Do it. But I did. I tried to organize. I tried to give Holly a surprise for my birthday party, and I emailed all her friends, or all the friends I had email addresses for. It wasn't a perfect <laughs> plan, but I was trying to organize um, like a girls' night at this Mexican restaurant because since Blaze has been born, Holly has really been wanting a margarita. Since before Blaze was born. Yeah, yeah, like during the pregnancy, um, and she hasn't been able to like figure out a time to go with her friends. So I emailed them and coordinated it and. Had everything figured out, and then it was like 
that like Wednesday or Thursday before. It was Thursday. Yeah, it was like the day before it was supposed to happen. I think it was earlier. Anyway, Holly texted me and said, hey, I was going to text my friends and see if they wanted to do like a girls night. At this Mexican restaurant. Yeah, at the same Mexican restaurant. And I was like, at first I just said no. (laughs) (laughs) Because I asked if I could text them and he said no. (laughs) And then I was like, well, I could tell her that like I'm planning something for her birthday, but I want it to be like a total surprise. So I just told her. Yeah. And it was It came in text. I was like, no, shoot, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because what are the odds that you would choose the same exact thing, the same restaurant? The odds are that you are a great husband and you knew exactly what I wanted. So it was inevitable. I can never plan a good gift because you're going to want that. No, it was just unfortunate. It's not inevitable. (laughs) But I... I don't know. I wanted to see my girlfriend. I'm, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you ended up doing the end result was the same, but it wasn't a surprise. But I, I it was a surprise. I was just surprised a couple of days early. <laughs> and it was it was kind of fortunate because I was trying to figure out like he didn't have all everyone's email address. Well, and also like I really hope Holly doesn't like get into her pajamas at six o'clock that day because I'm gonna have to try which to which is highly likely. <laughs> which, <laughs> which yeah, if she even changed out of her pajamas from the day before. <laughs> Man, today it was a pretty late. It was like right before mass. I got to change out my pajamas. The 11.30 mass. <laughs> it wasn't like we went to the 8 a.m. It's like 11 o'clock. I was getting out of my pajamas. That's okay. Sometimes I change into my pajamas when I get home from work at 4.15. <laughs> the day is done. You don't, I'm not I, trying to impress anyone. I was to say, you're not going anywhere. Put on your but, comfy clothes. Yeah. So May, May is a big month for Holly. She gets Mother's Day Double and her way. birthday. Sometimes they fall on the same day. I was born on Mother's Day. Best Mother's Day gift in the world. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but speaking of this May, um, Pope Francis's intention for the month is respect for women. Mm-hmm. And not really based on that, but just happened to coincide with it. I have been, and Daniel has noticed, I've been like super sensitive to women in the media. Where like we'll be watching TV shows or something and I'll be like, of course the woman's doing that or like i don't remember or like why would like that woman's only on that show like to be sexy yeah like that's her only role you've been yeah you've been insufferable pointing out all <laughs> these things about these silly tv shows i just want to sit and watch i'm just kidding it's thanks you're thanks. not insufferable thank you um and i've noticed it mostly is like i i really do like country music a lot but all of a sudden, I'm like turning off the radio because I don't want Jack to under or listen to these songs about um, like she looks so good with those blue jeans painted on in the. She's got the blue jeans painted on tight. Yep. Here's the thing. Okay, so that's Thomas Rhett. Uh huh. And all of, a lot of his songs are like that, and I really like him because he sings well. Because he has that song T-shirt. Do you in my T-shirt? Yeah. And basically, yeah. the point of the song is. You look really great in my t-shirt tomorrow morning after we sleep together. Yeah, not, not very chaste, Thomas Rhett. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of songs in country music that are about, especially about blue jeans and women, um, but talking about women. And I've noticed the difference between songs that are like okay for me to listen to and the ones that are not is that um, the songs that are talking about like she looks or like she wears those jeans just right or she 
walks by and whatever. I can't. You thinking of that song, Honky Tonk, the Donkey Dong? Well, definitely. That's, <laughs> that, uh, now that's a good song. That's a piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forget who that is, but. Um, whatever. But I don't know. But they're, they're referring to the woman as she. So, like, essentially you are, you and the singer are just talking about this woman that he barely knows. Right. And he's just looking at her from the outside in. But then the songs that I really like are the ones that are talking about you. And they're in a relationship with this woman. So, like, you, even if it's saying, like, you wear those jeans just right, it's a little bit better <laughs> than she wears those jeans just well, right. it's the difference between talking about a woman and talking to a woman. Yeah. Which... Even just if you're talking about someone, you're kind of just in that action objectifying them because you're making them sort of an, an other. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're addressing someone, it almost has to be subjective, mm-hmm. you know. But there's even that song. I really do not like it at all. But it's like the girl in the country song mm-hmm. by those two girls. <laughs> that one, it's about that girl in the country songs. The two other no, girls. The song is called um, "Yes, Girl in the t- Country Song," and it's like by Megan Tate. I don't know what those were. I don't know what their names are. I might have just made that one up. <laughs> but um, and they're kind of like talking about this that there's just a lot of country music that's talking about. Yeah, and the women. point of the song is I'm not just a girl in a country song. Yeah, and she like she's like I don't want to wear a bikini and and cut off blue jeans. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sit in the bed of your truck and you sing about it. Yeah. Which, which to be fair, that's all that happens south of Virginia. Just, <laughs> you wear bikinis all the time. You go down to the lake. You drink Budweiser's. I know. But um, just I like have been really sensitive to the objectification of women in, in the media. And it's just made me start to think about like, okay, well, what do we do about this? Like, I just don't really see like the like how to get out of this because um you have a lot of women who are like yeah this is a problem women are being objectified and the way that they react to that is by being super sexualized like so i'm gonna pose nude for gq and i'm gonna show that i'm not an object and that like um my body is mine and that i can do whatever i want with it it's not for men or anything so i don't know somehow their empowerment becomes their sexuality. Well, I think, I wouldn't think that it comes from a desire of not wanting to be objectified, but a, a desire to, like, be liberated and, like, own your own body. Yeah, to, like, that, be in the, in the control of their right, sexualization. Yeah, so I'm going to, you know, Instagram this picture of myself half-dressed, and, like, I'm owning this. Look, like, this is mine. This is me putting it out there. But what they're doing is objectifying themselves. So right. it almost is, like... It's a, it's a Pyrrhic victory because you're saying no one's going to objectify me except me. <laughs> right. And it's kind of stupid. But, like, you're just, like, by doing that, you're just perpetuating the problem. Yeah. Like, you're just putting. You're still exploiting yourself. It's just you're the one exploiting yourself. Right. And so that's where I just, like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> because I really love, like. Leah Darrow is out there doing mm-hmm. great work. And there's like a lot of people doing great work for like modesty and chastity for women and um, like celebrating the dignity of the woman and, you know, the theology, the body with the feminine genius. And there's a lot of good out there. But then, like, I don't know. I, men are still, 
TV producers will always put a sexy woman into a show to get more male viewers. Yeah. Because it works. Yeah. And I think it's... Well, like, for me... Okay, confession. I don't get what the big deal about Beyonce. (laughs) Everyone's, like, so into her. Like, oh, she's great. And I get she's, you know, like, very successful. And she's, like, self-empowered. And it's, like, a very powerful person. But she still, like, makes the decision to get into, like very skimpy outfits and like dance around on stage and objectify herself. And I don't know if that's the like height of women's liberation kind of thing. Like they're still falling, like you were saying, falling back on the old thing. Well, like, yeah, well, I also have to be sexy, you know? Right. And who, there was some podcast I was, wait, can I have, Oh, go ahead. I really like Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) I like her songs. Her songs, from what I like, honestly, couldn't tell you one of her songs, other than like some Destiny's Child songs. Yeah. But like, uh, her songs are very sexual, aren't they? Or some of them? Maybe some of them. The ones that I like are the ones that are like sassy. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I'm like blanking on all like song titles and lyrics it's and okay. stuff. And names and artists. A really and... convenient time for this to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You could tell we plan really well. <laughs> well, um, but there's I forget what podcast I heard it on, but they're talking about um, actresses and how it's much easier for male actors to like transition into that like older character. Mm-hmm. Like George Clooney can play older men now, and that's fine. But whereas like young actresses, not very many of them transfer to that like older woman character mm-hmm. like they just try to keep being younger women until they can't like physically they don't look young anymore and they can't right. do it anymore mm. and it's it's just interesting that with men it's almost like with men it's easier to kind of be not perfect and not beautiful it is because like even, was, even if you look oh, sorry i was saying the other day like to be like in a quote unquote attractive male you just have to have like like dress somewhat nicely and just have the confidence like and smile like have confidence smile and treat and like look people in the eye and treat women right well like women find that so attractive because it's so rare yeah but like that your like actual facial features and like all that stuff doesn't really matter well, People you, will still be attracted to you. If you think about the difference between when men dress up and when women dress up, when men dress up, we put more clothes on. So, like, if you think of, like, the most formal occasion, you're in a tuxedo, you have jacket, vest, shirt, tie, pants, you're totally covered up. Yeah, you are you put more clothes on than you would. And women, they're, you know... If you think, like the, the naked dress is, like, yeah, the biggest thing like the thing Met right Gala. Now. For them to be totally dressed up is to have less clothing on. So just the idea of, like, women looking nice... You're having less, even even if you're not wearing something, you know, like super uh, risque, you're still like, maybe like have a strapless dress or, mm-hmm. you know, you wear less clothes than you would when you're dressing up. Yeah. I mean, like. Well, I mean, even you would wear a dress rather than jeans. Yes. So that's. But yeah. I feel like a dress could, would be more clothes than jeans. But. Um, but you should wear skin. Unless you're going to wear a full length dress with full length sleeves. And a turtleneck. You're going to be wearing less clothes when you dress up. Okay. You don't agree? I, I do, but, like, you could dress casually in the wintertime. Or, like, or... I, I mean, like, formal occasions. I know. Anyway. <laughs> the, 
Yes. Do you disagree? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I want to point out the naked dress right now that's right. Really, like, really hot where it's like everything is sheer and there's just like an illusion of like stuff barely being covered. Mm-hmm. Like what Rihanna wore whenever she was, for whatever reason, declared the like most fashionable woman by the CFDA. She wore a, like, she wore nothing. It was like a completely sheer outfit except for just the important parts were, were covered. If that, I don't even know if they were. I don't think that they were. I couldn't tell. What's the CFDA? Uh, Center for <laughs> Fashion Design Awesomeness. No, the um, Council of Fashion Designers of America or something like that. Oh. Prestigious body. A very prestigious body. Yeah. Um, but she wore nothing, and that was like a, a statement that, like, fashion isn't clothes. Fashion is the person. But it was like she was she was literally walking around naked. Yeah, it's almost like that point. it's almost like a joke. Like everyone's like, "Yeah, here's how to be empowered," and it's like, "Jokes on you, you're half naked." And, like <laughs> sometimes, literally, like, if you think of like Kim Kardashian, like yeah, like she just posted that selfie of like her and some model with no top on, and they're like hashtag empowerment or something. I don't know. Um, and I saw a thing that was like quit. Quit calling your or quit, quit claiming that you're being empowered. You are doing marketing. You're yeah. marketing yourself because your brand of Kim Kardashian is sex, mm-hmm. and so you are not being empowered. You are just selling yourself. Right, you're more. exploiting yourself. Right. Yeah. As I just, so where do we go from here? How do we? F- so I was saying earlier that like TV producers will always put a sexy woman on the. Um, show to get male audiences because it will always work Mm -hmm. so is is the root of the problem that men will always choose like the sexy women or like do we need to just i think what the trouble is is like anything to do with culture like we have a like consumer-based culture here in Mm -hmm. the united states so it's going to be what sells so as long as people keep buying it it's Mm going to keep it's going to keep happening. Exactly. And it's almost like certain people so that they can feel okay with it saying, hey, this is actually liberation. Like, it's still the same end goal, but, like, this is how we justify it in our minds. And saying, well, this is what sells. There's nothing we can do about it, so I'm going to sell it myself rather than have someone else sell me. Right. So it's kind of until people stop, stop wanting that. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think about all the, like, reality TV, like, everyone you talk to says oh i know it's trash but it's just really enjoyable it's it's like then it's gonna it's gonna keep happening because people are watching it they're about to did you know this is a little um rated r (laughs) oh so so if you're particularly sensitive or if you have kids listening oh i don't think any kids adults barely listen to us (laughs) but they're about to make a uh, reality show for porn stars like where, um, like fifteen hopefuls try to make it into the porn industry. Oh, I'm kind of surprised they haven't done that already. I know, but they're they're doing it, and how terrible that is to like normalize it and like look, at, make it seem like something that people would like hope to be a part of. Yeah. Well, there are like, and you were saying with like, there's people like Leodaro and like yeah. people who are fighting against this, uh, particularly like within the church, the Catholic mm-hmm. Church, but there's also. Um, you know, secular people working against it too. Um, Rashida Jones yeah. from The Office and Parks and Recreation did 
a documentary. It was called something like Hot Girls Wanted, and it like talks about like how young women are exploited by the porn industry and how they end up in it. And like, I think when sensible people stop and take a look, they're like, this is bad. But I think for most people, they would say something like pornography, like, okay, that's bad, but everything else it's, it's kind of okay. You know, right? like it's bad when it gets to this point, but it's okay up until that point. But it's almost. okay on an HBO yeah. series. Right. No, it's not. I, I know it's not. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like I'm saying there is, like, there will always be sensible people who can recognize when something's not right. But I don't think we can count on that. We can't count on all of Western culture, or we'll say American culture, like, coming to their senses and saying, hey, this is stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like, how do you teach everyone about Jesus? Like, you do it one person, person at a time. Person. I know. It's That's difficult. the worst. <laughs> or or what you do is uh <laughs> What were you going to claim? Make up uh, I didn't want to offend anyone, but I was going to say you open a shop selling modest prom dresses. Oh. <laughs> and I don't and that's a very worthy <laughs> cause. I don't mean to denigrate that in any way. I just could see that at least in our area that store closing Bobby. within a week. Yeah. Unless you opened it in, like, Lancaster County or something. And, well, if you design it right. The thing is that, like, a lot of those things are designed by people who haven't... Who don't know fashion. Right. Yeah. So, like, you gotta have... You gotta have the design to be right. Yeah. But what's... So what's your practical solution? What's your three-point plan to... Um, and I think it's a bigger... Part of the bigger issue is... Um, so, like, at, at work... I work at... If you don't know, I work at an all-girls school and, like... The word feminism gets thrown around a oh, lot, especially man. in um, the school newspaper, which is really funny because, honestly, I think they just make up problems to write about. Like, they write about some issues that I'm like, there is no way this is an issue for these girls in the school. Um, but, like, there was one... No, okay, I won't talk about it. Um, <laughs> but feminism has become any, almost anything that a woman does to be like argumentative or like I don't know like becoming for me feminism has become let's or was from the beginning let's imitate men yes and and men who behave poorly mm-hmm. like let's become CEOs who work all the time let's become like mad men right yeah and that's, sleep that, around and yeah let's become like these men whereas it's not that's not equality I mean, it's it's equally bad, anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's not something to aspire to. Right. And so, it, to me, it's kind of something along those lines where it just gets sort of, like, thrown around and meaningless. Feminism. Feminism. The word feminism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting is you, you have seen a lot of, um, like, older feminists kind of, like, disagreeing with a lot of, like, younger people. Really? What are the younger people saying well, that like, the older ones well, are Well, like certain with? feminists, um, I think it's radical feminists who, there's like radical feminists and liberal feminism, and I think radical feminism sees uh, genders as being not the same and women being better than men, whereas liberal feminists see genders as equal. Mm. So a lot of the like, but like with all the, a lot of the transgender issues, a lot of feminists are 
like saying no women are women men are men mm. and it's funny because they kind of get left behind and we just get in this weird cloud where we talk about women's liberation and feminism yeah it gets weird it does get weird i was talking with the girls on in our mar- margarita night of mm-hmm. course we got on the subject of awesome catholic theology <laughs> during our margarita night but um we were talking about the whole like transgender thing and like what's going on with our society and like whatever all this stuff going on and I just have come recently to the realization, I think I read it there somewhere, so it wasn't just me, (laughs) but that Satan goes at, like, the heart of what the issue is, and God created us as male and female, Mm -hmm. and I feel like if we, I feel like if anybody starts there and thinks and, like, meditates on the fact that God created us male and female in his image and what that means then that's, like, the basis for the entire faith, hmm. almost. Because it, like, shows about being incarnational and being relational and being life-giving and, you know, unitive and um, everything that's beautiful comes from that relationship right there. Mm-hmm. And so Satan is attacking attacking the fact that there is a difference between man and woman. Right. Because that's the, the core of it all. Yeah, and that's what... Um... At our parish, we pray St. Raymond and Otis prayer before Mass, mm-hmm. and part of it um, saying, like, the, I guess the forces of the, evil, uh, forces of the evil one are causing society to just devise this basic unit of Christian civilization, meaning marriage. So, like, yeah, he strikes where it's most effective. And right. if you break, you know, you can, um, an empirical fact, like, when families break down, society breaks, breaks down. down or is, you know, damaged. Um, but what I was trying to get at before the Sorry, tangent. I derailed you. it's okay it's okay um is that we oh shoot i lost it again oh sorry it's feminism okay. and radical it, no you're not gonna help i never can <laughs> dana always loses trail trails of thought and i try to get him back to it and i never because you don't go back far enough you just say the last thing i said well usually that tr- triggers it for most people but um with how do you fix it? That's what we were talking. How do you fix it? I A lot of prayer, mm-hmm. as with every issue ever. Um, a lot of prayer and treating myself as um, giving myself respect and dignity and kind of modeling that for our sons mm-hmm. and to teach them how to, to treat women correctly and what to, to what true womanhood is. Right. That's I kind of remembered nice. um, that we not that women. It's not a bad thing to think women should have a larger role in society, or that women are important. It's wrong to think that. It, it's important to keep in mind what womanhood is and what and how it should and can be lived out. So it's not. Let's all be lawyers and CEOs and you know spend all our time at work. Because that's not what even men should do, you know, right. if they can help it. Um, it They should be, um, like, we have to refocus and actually get an idea of what women should be. Because like you were saying, with the transgender stuff, the idea of womanhood is kind of eroded because it's more of, like, identification rather than vocation. Right. Yeah. <coughs> 
So. Sorry. It's okay. So how do you fix it, Holly? Stop asking me that. <laughs> no, but I think what you said about, um, um, yeah, like raising our children, right? And that's that's always the like long term takes forever solution. Just like <laughs> we'll just let everyone else who's wrong die, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll raise up people who we right. But just kind of starting. S- you know, small yeah, and locally. And I think with a lot of these issues, and I think women especially are kind of, I don't want to say more prone to like being swayed, but like, especially on like social media and stuff, it's a lot of stuff that just gets directed to women saying, this is how you're supposed to be. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to do. So like in isolation or, you know, virtual isolation, if you're just on Facebook, you're just on Instagram or whatever, that's all you get and you don't really talk to other people. It's almost like um, like the Emperor's New Clothes. Like, Do you know that story? Mm-mm. You don't? I know, sorry. I'm sorry. I, don't, I know I'm not supposed to be alarmed when you don't know basic things. But <laughs> <laughs> The gist of the story is uh, this con man comes into town and tells the Emperor that he's going to make him some new clothes and needs all this money and the Emperor gives him all this money and the con man um, says, like, makes the clothes, gives it to him, and it's like an empty hanger. He says, here are your clothes. And then, like, implies that if you can't see it, then you obviously aren't sophisticated enough to see these clothes. Mm. And so the emperor puts it on, and he, like, parades naked because mm. there's not really any clothes there. Everyone's like, oh, they're so such beautiful clothes. It's so wonderful. Like, can't you see it? They're great. And then a little boy runs out and says, why is the emperor naked? Nice. So it's almost like if you can just tell, like, like, the message from the culture is going to be this one-sided, mostly. And sometimes all it takes is um, someone just saying, like, no, this isn't right. Yeah. Like, I remember um, a while ago, I don't know if it was on a Facebook thing or something, some woman talked about, what, uh, the subject came up of, like, husbands watching pornography or something. And, like, I forget if you, like, commented or something, but, like, it was kind of just the conversation was oh yeah i think that's okay and it, it seemed like no one was really comfortable with it but they like it was but they just allow it yeah had to put up with it right and it's like no you just need someone to say like no that's not right don't let your husbands do that to themselves yeah it's because women women believe a lot of lies and it's it's because of our culture that we believe those lies because we feel insecure about ourselves because we're held to such a high um, standard for mm-hmm. beauty and, like, we're trying to all strive for this thing that nobody can get to and whatever. So we just are looking for every other um, way to get there. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where I just came to right before you started talking about the Emperor's New Clothes, which <laughs> at first I remembered that Disney movie, the Emperor's, that's the Emperor's New, New Groove. Groove, which is totally different, oh. I think. There's a llama in it or something. Yeah, exactly. Neither one did I know. <laughs> but um, I came to the same point where, like, I just, like, you just need to speak truth to women. I need, as well as treating myself with the dignity and respect that women deserve, I need to treat the others with the same. And I need to. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Holly just made a really <laughs> weird face. I need to demand that from others is the, mm-hmm. only, is the word that well, I yeah. thought of. But that's Bring that out of others. Yeah, it's a little um, invite extreme. them. Ex- invite that them from, that from others. Yeah. To say like to someone who I have a relationship with and um, 
am allowed to say it. I could say, you don't have to do this. You don't yeah. have to show this much of yourself. You don't have to give yourself to every man you date or you don't have to um, hold yourself to the standard of beauty because mm-hmm. you are beautiful. And just to remind them, I think a lot, all you have to say to women is just that you are beautiful. And I think it, just because no one hears that and right. no one hears you don't have to do this. I remember in, I think I was in college or something, one of those studies where they like were looking into the hookup culture. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I was in like a college health class when they said this or if I read it later, but um, the the idea of a hookup culture is much more pervasive than the actual one. Yeah. But I think it's kind of catching up with the expectations because they hear like, oh, you hook up with everyone in college. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, I don't, it may have been like five, ten years ago, people were like, no, that's not, the, you know, that's right. not my experience. But now I may have caught up just because that's what they're blasted with all the time. Yeah. But I think most, and like even with like teenagers, the kind of like quote unquote conventional wisdom is like kids are going to start having sex in high school and that's it. You have to deal with it. Whereas I think if you talk to most high schoolers, that's not something right. they're planning on, or at least on their own, they're not thinking of that. And there might be, you know, some who, even if you didn't mention it, would, that would still be the, you know, situation. But you can't, you can't make a rule that caters to the exception. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just talking about it and saying this, just being upfront and honest and saying this isn't the case. Right. And it's it's tough because the the voices in culture are powerful and loud. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. They're, and they, They're very loud. And what's frustrating is they don't play by the rules. Like what rules? Well, maybe not with this, but like when you speak out against like speaking out against abortion, like it would – as Catholics, we you know, we – think abortion is a grave sin but we're also called to be loving to everyone so it would never become like vicious and nasty but you know people on the other side would be in art it's almost like it's not even playing field because we can't resort to being violent right or we shouldn't resort to being violent so i think like we as catholics shouldn't try to like shout down someone else so that immediately makes you prone to being shouted down yourself yeah does that make sense that that darn Beatitudes. (laughs) Beatitudes. <laughs> no, those Beatitudes. <laughs> so it's difficult, but I think I think it's it's a person by person process mm-hmm. and winning over one person at a time. And I really do think that there's something key in there of just letting letting women that you come into contact with to tell them that they're beautiful. Just to tell just to let women know that they're beautiful. I do it all the time. Walking down the street, hey beautiful. <laughs> Give them the No, not the like that. Oh, no cat That's not calls. what you mean? But no, there are sometimes when I am like walking down the street and I see a... Sounds so weird. I'm a girl, so I can say it. I see a girl and she looks really pretty or she looks like she's having a really great time or she, her outfit looks like really cool. And I'm like this close to like stopping her and telling her that I like something about her. And mm-hmm. then I always stop because I feel like that might... That's kind of weird. I mean, I could see it being weird depending on the circumstances. But if someone were to say that to me, it would make my day. I mean, I think you'd have to be, and the problem is everything is over-sexualized in our world. So you couldn't even, you know, say, I really like that skirt because then they're like, are you hitting on me? I know. But if I, if I, here's, okay. 
I think you you can choose something like as innocuous as possible as possible. Like you have a really great smile. I just wanted to no, tell you that. See that that's what I've wanted to tell people that before. I told one of my old coworkers that she had really nice feet. <laughs> see that's <laughs> And for the rest of the day, I was like, why did I say that? Why did I say that? <laughs> but she did. She had really nice feet. <laughs> uh, that's another thing. It's almost impossible to give someone a compliment without, like, like the safe way to do it is to, like, diss yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, you have such great feet. I wish, I wish my, my feet were like, that's how I. That's how I got out of the feet thing. Yeah. I was like, my feet are so ugly. I'm sorry. So then you just go, like, you're not respecting yourself and... And then we're just perpetuating the problem. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. Why'd you you pick such a hard topic? We can't answer this. I know, but I just (laughs) wanted to talk about maybe there's a way that we could. Yeah, it's not easy. No. Prayer, lots of prayer. Yeah. And just not, I think men play a large role in it too. That's what I was trying to bring up Okay, so it's my my problem now. Thank you. No, that, but like. It sells because men react to it. So, like, if men didn't react to it and saw true beauty and was more attracted to true... True, <laughs> <laughs> true beauty. <laughs> oh, you are truly beautiful. <laughs> then the, um, you know, the counterfeit that we're given. Yeah. Then, that, like, um, with the whole organic movement, like, your money matters. So, like, if you, if you stop buying you know, the crap food and you start buying good food, Walmart will listen and they start stocking their shelves with yeah. the good stuff. And so the same, same philosophy goes here. But I think there's, in this sense, there's much more money to be made. Well, I know. It's a slower, it's a slower process. There's, yeah, money, unfortunately. Put your money where your mouth is. Is that a phrase? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of like if you're, if you're bragging about what you can do and you need to show up. So oh. I'm, yeah. You need to put well, your money where your mouth is. I get yeah. it. But I think, and that's why, I'm all, I always think it's so funny when there's like, like a quote unquote progressive commercial, like not the insurance. Not for like, progressive. Yeah. Like, oh, they showed like a gay couple. Like, oh, they're so like, way to be a trailblazer. I want to be like, they're a company. They're selling you something. They they're going to do whatever they think will get the money. It's, it's. They don't care. Yeah. They care about money. They do care about money. If they didn't care about money, then the commercials would show something completely different. They wouldn't be able to afford commercials because they wouldn't be <laughs> successful. Yeah, so it's, I think, a big problem of of the culture, the cultural output actually determining culture. And that's, that's like, a very old, not old, but, like, in literary theory, like, Marxist literary theory is big on um, certain like in the western world all of our from like a marxist perspective all of our um culture and like the victorian era era on 20th century are geared towards teaching us how to be capitalists and imperialists Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like if it and it's kind of like i mentioned it before like in um in movies it's always terrible to have an office job or nine to five job Mm -hmm. and it's because the people writing these shows and movies aren't people who would love an office job but that just becomes ingrained in our heads that like, oh, office jobs are terrible. Because this is what we see and it's what we learn from. So it's it's like self perpetuating mm-hmm. and it's kinda of scary. But the thing well, maybe, is to maybe we all need to take a back a step back from media too. Definitely. I mean for <laughs> sure. Because 
like, why is our perception of reality based on media instead of our own reality? Because yeah. we're glued to the TVs. Well, yeah, you and I mentioned this a while ago. Like, we didn't know we needed a huge island and an open floor floor plan until we mm-hmm. started watching Fixer Upper. I and know. it's like, I think even even Catholics, even, you know, even when you're aware of it and knowing that this is artificial, it's really easy to, like, fall into it. It is. And say, like, oh, I need these things. Because that's what they're designed to do, to sell things. That's true. But I think that's a key thing as Catholics and just as people who do want to help the problem to kind of take a step back from media. I noticed that once I stopped watching, like, really violent shows, that my uh, threshold for violence, like, taking it in media, mm-hmm. was much lower. Like, I would see, like, a, a realistic punch and be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Mm. And so, like, just when you take a step back from that kind of thing, if you translate that to um, how women are portrayed, you become a lot more sensitive to it, which also makes you have a more truthful reaction to it whenever you see it in the real world. Yeah. And for, like, men, like, there's sex all over the place, like, even in cable TV shows. Even in the dang mall. (coughs) Especially in the mall. No, the stupid Victoria's Secret ads. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought said you were making fun of me. No, I said especially in the mall. Okay. I thought you were making fun of me. <laughs> no, I wasn't making fun of you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, just kind of, I don't know. It's difficult, but like shielding yourself from that, especially, yeah, if you can't handle it. Does yeah. that make sense? Like yeah. if your awareness is enough to where you're like, that's kind of, you kind of block it out. But yeah. yeah. And I think a large part lies with men. And that's mm-hmm. like, I think in terms of culture, the biggest thing that needs to change um is men is men <laughs> well like at world being a family they talked about how important the father was to the you know, faith of the family yeah and if he is <laughs> it 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 being the fathers father. <laughs> they are they are um and that if you can like if you can win over men that goes everything a long else way. will follow no i mean but maybe, yes but yeah. <laughs> um and on, I was listening to the the Word on Fire podcast, mm-hmm. Bishop Barron's podcast, um, and he was saying how with his he did one on like YouTube videos, um, and how like most of the men who or most of the people who watch the video are younger men, and he said that's the largest group that would likely not be religious, mm. and it's just yeah, I mean you hear jokes about how like all the like good men are like running out and there aren't that many, but it's kind of true. And I think it's up to men who are aware of that to really lead that yeah. charge. Yeah. I mean, which is, ter- yeah. Which is terrible. Ter- terrifying to terrifying. me. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I just don't think I could, like, go up to some guys and, like, I don't know. It would be very difficult for me unless they, like, really like literature. <laughs> but, hey, we're raising two boys. Yes. And I'm really excited about that because I think that, Holy boys, holy men are needed. Mm-hmm. And that's what the point that you just made. So, sixteen years from now, we'll see the fruit of our work. Mm-hmm. Maybe, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they're holy. So, so again, to summarize, the uh, problem with women needs to be fixed by men. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It also from within women. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. We all need to. We need to put our foot down. We do. Do it. So yeah, let's do that. 
a little bit this week. How do we do that? Um, taking a step back from media. Mm-hmm. That is perpetuating the problem. Uh, telling telling a strange woman or a woman I, that I'm you gonna, don't know. I'm going to be complimenting women left and right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're a woman, to find another woman that you can compliment and give them a compliment. Or just to tell a friend that they're beautiful and doing a great job. And to pray. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's all I said, right? Oh, no, that's all you need to do. Nothing further. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, and just don't don't let people get down on themselves or others. Or it could be simple as, like, someone's talking about Kim Kardashian. I don't know. It, it would have to be the correct audience or certain yeah. group of friends. Say, Specific. like, that's really not worth our time to talk about. Mm-hmm. We should pray for her. Or if someone's like... Also known as the Debbie Downer method. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzkill. But, um, or if you hear a woman, because we always do this. Women are so apologetic for everything about us. Mm. We apologize for ourselves, like, all the time. And it's, stu- it's so silly. Yeah. Just if someone d- does that, say, like, you have no need to apologize for that. You are doing a great job for this. Or you are... Your feet are beautiful, Holly. <laughs> don't say that about your feet. Yeah, but you you don't realize how much just a little pushback or a little going against the stream works. Because mm-hmm. people just are like, people are just looking for something to latch yeah. on to. So they, Even if you just say like, oh, I don't think so. I've always liked that. Or like, oh, I actually really don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. People are kind of like, oh. So, and they'll respect uh, you. Yeah, or they'll say like, oh, good. I can like let my guard down and not worry about yeah. myself. I could finally say what I'm really thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe everyone can try those things this week. <laughs> yeah, and the guys, world will be better next week. Maybe we can try those things. <laughs> um, and I think it's been two weeks since our last podcast, mm-hmm. right? We're trying to get back into it. I'm trying to. We, we both had much worse voices than now last week. So, it you would very, not have it been, been able a very high pitched, scratchy podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mom would have to have been very low pitched because I oh, my yeah. voice was fine if I talked low, but like as soon as I tried to like raise my pitch at all, it was like very scratchy mm-hmm. and not good. We couldn't sing Jack all of his favorite songs. Oh man, yeah, singing like bedtime songs was horrible. <laughs> it was <laughs> singing so at hard. mass was really bad. I just mouthed the words. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so that's what we got for this week. Yeah, if you have any questions or feedback or solutions to all the problems we raised, um, <laughs> please send us an email at halfway saints podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at halfway underscore saints like us on facebook um oh and one last thing i listened to a really great podcast last week a couple weeks ago it's called messy parenting oh hey i told you about that one yeah and i they, did it they did um an episode on infertility that's really good because they talk about um kind of the effects that infertility has on that couple and then also their wider relationships. Mm-hmm. So it was really great to like, cause you know, to, we know couples who are struggling with infertility and to just get, and we know we have a little bit of experience with it, with taking so long for, to conceive Jack, but um, really knowing how, what they're going through and how they react to things. And it, it was just really helpful. So it's called messy parenting. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. So, everyone have a great week. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.